Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? I'd, I'd say I've been worse, but it would be a huge lie. Why are you so bad? I got. I think I have like the flu or something, even though I got a flu shot, which are scams. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, in three days, I'm uh, you know making and paying for uh, my eldest daughter's bat mitzvah. Oh, mazel tov. Where can we well, send gifts? Just, here's what I want people to... Like, I don't want someone to murder me but like if you if you're like you know i hate akiva and i'm planning on killing him like at least have the decency of doing it this week so that would be the gift yeah like at least come find me on like thursday to to ruin the best day of your daughter's life basically to scar her for life no she'll well like like give her a day to mourn and then like saturday night which is the real party She's going to clean up in presence oh, with the, no, with the I'm, reason I'm not. Dead. I'm not saying she'd be in mourning. I'm saying she'd be pissed and hate you because you, they would have to cancel the bar mitzvah because you'd be dead. No, no, nobody cares about me enough to, to like, cancel it. <laughs> the show must go on. You die, no cancellation of bar mitzvah. <laughs> if I die on, like, Wednesday, the bar mitzvah still goes on. Yeah. They, <laughs> Thursday. Thursday's the cutoff. My, That's the like, yeah, maybe my parents won't come, but I think everyone else will be there. <laughs> Well, Mazel Tov to your daughter, and uh, what else do we have to discuss? How was your Pretty Christmas? Weak. Yeah, other than, uh, the, have... other than the flu, of course. I mean, I got it—the greatest Christmas present of all time. Do you know T Dub is from Twitter? He's the guy who's obsessed with Avatar. Yeah, so uh, this guy who's like, I guess, part of weird Twitter. He has a popular podcast. Uh, his name is uh, Bronze Hammer. His real name is Jesse. So he uh, he like owned T Dub yesterday. It really made me happy. Yeah, I mean, it probably makes T Dub happy also. That's what trolls no, are doing. They're doing it for yeah, attention. He, he insists he was not owned. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, but get any done. any attention is good attention for trolls. So I guess. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I didn't do anything. Ever, you know, you really went viral with your pictures of your uh, three. You had to watch your three sons yesterday at home on Christmas while your what do you mean I went wife viral? was out cheating? I mean, uh, if your wife was out working. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. Uh, like that looked miserable. I would have hired four babysitters. <laughs> It was exhausting. I mean, the worst part is that I went to bed at three in the morning last night yeah. and the night before, and which is I, I have no one to blame but myself, obviously. But yeah. you know, Chester's gonna Chester. So um, yeah, so I was working on like three or four hours sleep. So it was like fumes of fumes. It was Can like, you was put your stuff. kids in front of a TV and they'll watch it or no? Uh, I mean, you're gonna get mad at me, but like I'm very against that. So <laughs> I know, I know, but that's like you save it for the special occasion when you're. Well, wife- here, here's the thing. Uh, 
the youngest one I can't do that with anyway, the baby, and he's the one who's the most work because he's like the Energizer Bunny, just nonstop, you know, yeah. destroying things, grabbing things, pulling things. The older two, you don't really need to watch them that much. They can sit and play happily. So, right. So it, it wouldn't really, like, I don't, the TV wouldn't really help anything. They can sit there and play with Legos. It's the same same thing. My, I, I'm in I'm in the, like, point of my life now where my older daughters can watch my younger sons. Yeah. So really, like, they can do you just have to pay her for, for babysitting. No, but she do people do pay her to like she's a little too young. She's probably a year too young to really babysit. But like people will pay her to like, uh, you know, be sort of a mother's helper type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I paid a girl yesterday to do basically to help out with uh, with my kids in the afternoon. Who's your daughter's age? Like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the going rate in Englewood was high. I had to pay her. Well, she asked for $11 an hour. OK. And then my wife that's, insisted that's on giving so her 12. My wife always okay. insists on paying people more than they ask for. Yeah. Which I would say is a uh, fryer behavior. You know, um, I don't know what my daughter standard. Makes like here. my wife once gave one babysitter twenty dollars an hour, and from yeah. then on, we always had to give the babysitter twenty dollars an hour. And then when we had more kids. You can't go down; you can only go up. Right. So, like now, it's like I'm avoiding that babysitter because it's going to cost way too much, and it's you know. So right. Well, my daughter's eleven, so you. This is like an argument against it. raising the minimum wage, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're famously you're. I mean, you're famous. You were one of the proponents of the fight for five fifty to bring down the minimum wage. <laughs> All right, so uh, we can discuss football. We can discuss TV. What are we doing today? We'll do both. We're, we're going to do football. It's week seventeen. It was kind of a lackluster week of football, to be honest. Setting up not a great week seventeen before yeah. what's hopefully going to be a big time playoffs. Well, can, can we talk about that for one second? Yeah. So the NFL comes out with the announcement: uh, the flex game for week seventeen is no flex. Um, and and then you have like the sort of the the NFL haters on the left. Well, I, I guess I guess there's more NFL haters on the right than the left these days. But you know the NFL haters on both polls who immediately say like like Deadspin said for example, oh this is because they're afraid of the ratings. You're gonna get really bad ratings. The game's gonna be on New Year's Eve. Like with all due respect, that's bullshit. The NFL's explanation is the valid explanation, which is the NFL doesn't like teams that are relying on each other to be playing at different times. So they always pick a game for the Sunday night game where those two teams are basically playing a play-in game, like the Vikings-Packers a couple years ago, where no other team is affected. And the problem is there is no game like that this week. Like, the obvious game to flex would be uh, would be Atlanta hosting Carolina, where Atlanta wins and they make the playoffs. Carolina wins and they could win the division and even get a bye. But the reason you can't pick that game is because Carolina, if New Orleans wins earlier in the day, then Carolina has nothing to play for. Then Carolina won't even try because they're locked into the five seed, and then Atlanta gets an automatic win, and that screws Seattle. So you can't – there's no game that you can flex because that every game is dependent on other games that are happening simultaneously. Um, well, so I, I can assure you that the NFL – I completely believe the NFL's argument, basically, is my point. The NFL not planned about this the whole season, basically. They knew this is a, an unlucky year where Sunday no, is no, the No, 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 no. I totally disagree. They were pl- If they had a game that was a play-in game, they would have flexed it. No, I agree. Year. My point is their plan was if we don't have a game that hits a certain standard, it's not worth the awful articles that are coming next week, but how much Sunday Night Football's down because they got a 5.2 you know, rating instead of an 11 because of a meaningless yeah, game. Yeah, I guess that's true. But so again, my point like, is they had a plan. They had a backup plan to cancel this game the entire season. But here's my point. There is no game they could have put here. Yeah. Because there's no there's no game with two teams that are both definitely going to be playing. No, of course, obviously. I, I mean, we so all know it's that. Not, like, well, e- I mean, you could have done Browns and Steelers and, and see, it would be unfair you know, to put a game 16. here. Yeah, I mean, would people yeah, I mean, care about that? Honestly, 
I agree. I th- ex- except for the fact that if New England, the is, Niners has, Rams, that game has some meaning, and the Niners have a lot of intrigue. Well, right okay. So hold on. So here's the thing. So again, if New England beats the Jets, then Pittsburgh has nothing to play for. They're locked into the two right. seed. So Pittsburgh Cleveland would be even worse than it would be. <laughs> well, but that uh, makes it interesting. Pit, you actually, in that scenario, Pittsburgh's want Pittsburgh backups to be playing against for Cleveland. You're saying because <laughs> it's the backups. You know, maybe Cleveland yeah. could keep it within single. But I, I mean, there's an argument there. If Detroit didn't already go 0-16. You're you're correct about you always don't want things to happen because then we don't care about them anymore and you're right in this respect like 0 16 for Cleveland is nothing like exciting. No, it feels like they've done this four times already. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, so the Rams hosting San Francisco, which to me is the third best game of the week. It is a good game, I agree. Um, and but the Rams also might have nothing to play for because if New Orleans loses and Carolina loses, then the Rams are locked into the three seed. So it's the same issue with all these games. Yeah. Trust me, I got a chart. So, yeah. So there, there's really no game to flex, um, Yeah, which, which sucks for people like me who um, have nowhere to go on New Year's Eve because my wife is going to be working again. So it's really annoying. She really screwed me here that she's working New Year's Eve because, like, yeah. you know, it's a social night. We have two different parties we've been invited to, and instead I'm going to have wow. to sit home alone. You, I'm not going to go by myself. I, I don't remember getting invited <laughs> to a lot of New Year's parties when I was living in New York. Well, it's it's different. When you're, when you were like, when you're like 20, you don't go to parties. Yeah. You just go to, like, to a bar with your friends. Right. But now we like live in the suburbs, so people host like cocktail parties in their house, basically. Now, can you go and and have a babysitter for your kids? No, because why would I want to go by myself with a bunch of couples that like these aren't like my close close friends. These are like friends in the neighborhood who I'm friendly with. I'm getting to know, but I'm not going to go there like stag without my wife. I don't think anybody would... said the word stag in many years. <laughs> you would do that. You would go to a New Year's Eve party without your wife, where everybody else is going to be couples. Uh, just if there was good food. Only if there was good food there. I wouldn't go to, like, hang out. So you'd go, shove a bunch of food in your mouth, and then leave. Basically. I'd go to and make an appearance, and say hi, eat. The appearance would be a negative appearance. People would be like, did Wiener just show up, eat a bunch of food, and leave? I mean, what do you expect? Like, you're inviting me to the party. What are you expecting me to do? They expect your wife to make sure that you put a shirt on with buttons and no stains, right. and you make small yeah. talk for 20 minutes. Oh, I, I. by the way, like, I'm so low on the totem pole here in this house yeah. that I don't. I didn't even get new clothes for this bat mitzvah. What, pa- like, dads have to get new clothes? Like, I don't well, have, do, like, a nice shirt and pants to wear. To wear yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I've got stuff, but, like, stuff I've worn a million times. Yeah, and you will not be My wearing My mom tie, is going to be very mad. I don't yeah. wear suits. I haven't put on a suit in over five years. Yes, that's uh, one of your claims to fame. I mean, here's the thing. Like, also, by the way, it would be beneficial to everybody to have a football game or a college football game, and they've gotten rid of those also because last year was such a disaster. Like, if you're at a New Year's Eve party... And you're making small talk with your neighbors, like you want something to watch other than like whatever, like the generic, like you know, Dick Clark's Rock and Eve is. Right. Like it, it'd you know, be great a college to football, football should on. scramble now and put a game on that night. For sure. Like, I mean, I'm thinking mostly for myself. I'm going to be at home alone doing nothing and bored to tears. But even if I was at a party where I'm talking to people, like we'd have much more to discuss if we're watching a football game together, right? Yeah. So yeah, big mistake by the NFL. Big mistake by college. Um, I mean, there's literally going to be nothing to watch now on, on Sunday night next week. If you want to come out and hang out with a with a bored thirty uh, four year old man while three kids sleep upstairs, you're welcome to my house, everybody. <laughs> uh, that's that's a pretty tempting invite. Um, all right, what should we do first? Should we do football or TV first? We got our top ten TV shows of the year. Let's and do football. And then I'll, I'll put in the notes like where TV is for people who okay, hate cool. football. And want to see all right, so uh, do you, should I guess the Lions? That's going to be hard this week, but I'll guess the Lions. Yeah, I mean, I got a couple of these way way off, but uh, sure, you guess the Lions. And by the way, the update last week on the podcast, I beat you by uh, the slimmest of margins. But uh, after the podcast, when I listen to Bill and, and Sal, they always have different lines than we have because I guess they record at a different time or whatever. And some mm-hmm. of the lines have moved a little bit. 
But I decided to use their lines rather than our lines because that allowed you to have a come-from-behind victory in Kiev with a big win. You didn't just beat me. You beat me, Sal, Bill, everybody last week. So congrats. Wow. Very rare victory. Very, yeah. very happy. Uh, rare victory. What other victories do you have to announce? Oh, um, I won the week uh, picking winners and losers because you, ja- uh, you picked Jacksonville in Atlanta. I picked New Orleans San Francisco. So I'm up 6-5 to five with five ties. So you need a win in week 17 to, uh, to catch up with me. And uh, 30, 32 fans fantasy championship week. Uh, the the semi, it was the it was the divisional championships, right? Because we have yeah. divisions, and then we have a, a, a interleague Super Bowl in week seventeen. But uh, Nina Stoddard uh, with a with an upset win over Mark Bender in in my league. Avsenensky fell hard uh, to Jeff Peskin in your league, uh, thanks to Todd Gurley going nuts. And uh, in the Stragglers League, uh, Travis Payne also thanks to Todd Gurley with another upset over Jeremy Island. So uh, this week it will be Nina against Peskin against uh, T-Payne to win it all. And Peskin and T-Payne both have the Rams going against each other. So, All right. I don't care. I don't know why you just said that. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's go to, well, let's 40, go to the 48 people week. care. Just unfortunately your team stunk and so you don't care. Yeah. Okay. What else? Todd Gurley. Do you see Todd Gurley? I tweeted this out and then everybody else did later, but I think I was one of the first. Uh, Todd Gurley with the uh, great most points in football history in weeks 15 and 16 for fantasy football. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I, yeah. I like I, I hate when so most leagues don't do week 17, but it just shows you how dumb it is because there's no way Gurley is going to play that hard in week 17. I completely disagree with you. He's playing for an MVP and they're playing for a divisional spot uh, to win the division. Excuse me. They're playing to uh, get a three seed instead of a four seed. Which could be home field advantage in the NFC Championship. Game. Yeah, I don't know how hard they're going to play, and and as people are Gur- saying, Gurley will have one hundred and Gurley will have one hundred and three six. It's a big difference because who if you get home field advantage in the NFC Championship game if you win the next week, which Philly and Minnesota could easily lose to New Orleans and St. Louis. Right, to, I think and, people and are more afraid of Minnesota than Philly now. That seems to be the the well, yeah, laughter last night. Today. But do you want to make a bet? I will say right now, Todd Gurley has at least twenty fantasy points this week. Can we bet on that? I, it's just so hard for me to know how much they're going to try, so I'm not going to. They're going to try as much as they always try. He will have 150 okay, yards so and two he'll touchdowns. Get it. Yeah, of course he'll get it. That's what. I'm There's only three teams with nothing to play for this week. That's Jacksonville, who's locked into the three. Kansas City, who's locked into the four, and then the Eagles, who are locked into the one in the NFC. And this is where I will make my annual pitch that I make every year, which annoys me to no end. I will accept the fact that division winners in the NFL automatically make the playoffs. That's fine. You win your division, you get a reward, even if your division's garbage. But it annoys me to no end that the division winners are automatically locked into the one through four seeds with home field advantage in the first round. And if they got rid of that, that would solve the entire problem of teams resting in week 17. Because all these teams, like the Chiefs, for, the Chiefs, for example, are locked into the four seed. But if they would be seeded based on their overall standings and not just automatically because they won the division, then they'd have something to play for this week because they could drop behind Baltimore, etc. So um, it's really annoying. Every Just about every year we see a five seed with a better record go on the road to play a four seed. That's unfair. And forgetting about the fairness, it also leads to way fewer playoff ramifications in Week 17. So they should get rid of that rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's my rant. All right, cool story. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Do you not agree with me? Is, isn't that obviously logical? No, it makes sense. Yeah. Let's get to the games. Okay. Oh, so you're going to guess the spreads? Is that how we're working? Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. Uh, are, we, are we going? Should we just go? Cro- we'll do the 1 o'clock games and the 4 o'clock games, all right? Okay. Okay, so we'll we'll get rid of the games that are meaningless first. So uh, Green Bay at Detroit, no value in this game, no purpose. Uh, Detroit in this game. minus three and a half. All right, I said four and a half. It's seven and a half. So I'm oh going to beat God. you on that one. And again, Why would Detroit I will, play hard. I will listen to Bill and Sal later, and if uh, if their lines are more favorable to Akiva, I will uh, update them as well. Like no, you don't lines. have to update anything. Why would Detroit play hard? Why, I mean, why does any team out of the playoffs play hard? Why did Detroit? Yeah, but get it's different. Like if you were never really Cincy. in it, there's no difference between week 16 and 17. Like yeah. last week, Detroit was. 
you know, very much alive, and and they tanked, and now it's like, all right, we've got a game that's depressing because it doesn't matter. I mean, that game just boggles the mind that Detroit getting blown out by Cincinnati. They were so Cincinnati, bad against the previous Cincinnati. two weeks. Yeah, it's it was a completely flummoxing. It's good for everybody because nobody wanted Detroit in the playoffs. So, uh, no, I mean, I I do think Seattle's going to get spanked also, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I don't think so. I think Seattle's going to. I think Seattle's going to wait. Get spanked by who? Whoever they play, whoever the three. Oh, oh, the if they were to, if they were to make the playoffs, you mean? As the six, yeah. They, I mean, they have no chance. Well, they're probably first of all, they're probably not going to make the playoffs because they need no, Atlanta probably to lose. Not. Yeah, why? Well, I, I think Atlanta's losing either. I, I think I, I think we will see. I think well, Rams. This, this is more of an argument why the three is even better than the four then, because the four or five matchup is going to be against a tougher team than the. Three, I think six, the Rams, Vikings, and Eagles. I mean, the Eagles. Who knows? We need to see more of Foles, but and like the, Saints, the clear the top three, and to Saints. me, the Saints. I mean, they were so good last week, yeah. but I just I don't see them going on the road to like a good team and winning. But I, their defense was so impressive against the Falcons. Yeah. All right. Okay. Houston at Indy, another meaningless game. Uh, ugh. Indy by three. Yeah, that's what I said. It's only Indy by one. Yeah. I don't know why. You, I mean, who's Houston's starting for Houston? Is it Yates again? Is he I out? I assume it's going to be Yates. Yeah. He was so bad. I, I, I mean, Indy's probably better. Yeah. Um, I don't understand that line. But, yeah. Uh, okay, um, Washington at the Giants. Another meaningless game between two garbage teams. Uh, Washington minus three. Okay, you're going to beat me. I said two and a half, and it's three and a half. Yeah, the Giants are just awful. They're not even trying. Spagnolo is obviously not going to get that job. Yeah, I mean, well, the week before, they were trying when they almost beat Philly. But Yeah, that was their Super Bowl. All right, speaking of Philly, Dallas at Philly. Philly locked into the one seed. Dallas, nothing to play for, obviously, because they stink. I mean, uh, talk, about a, talk about a team that, that had a good shot at the playoffs. And, uh, Dak Prescott, after having the greatest rookie season in history for a quarterback, and then this week, season being just as good, being an MVP candidate through like six or seven weeks, and being the number one fantasy quarterback, by the way, at the time, because I traded from right at that time. Like, how do we explain what's happened to Dak in the last Yeah, I don't months? know. Is he injured? Like, there's something wrong. Is the line just not yeah. really blocking? Like, too many bad decisions. Um, yeah, the line doesn't yeah, explain his, his terrible bad decisions. I mean, he, he has the most pick sixes in the league in six years, I think they said. Anyways, what's your guess for this line? Yeah, this is a weird line, because I actually think Dallas should be good in this game. Because, like, you know, Zeke missed six weeks. He's going to be playing hard. Dak can, sort Philly, of, uh, can Philly afford to rest Nick Foles? Like, after what we saw last night, Nick Foles mm. needs a lot more practice. Yeah, no, I think Foles should play. I'm going to say Philly by three. All right, so I'm going to get this one. I said a pick em. Yeah, what is it? This line is Dallas by three. Oh, okay. That's really, like, I thought we were onto something and we're not. Yeah, I, I, like, Dallas is just going to play harder, so that line makes sense. Yeah, th- this line doesn't make sense. Um, why would Dallas be playing harder? They have as much to play for as Philly. Again, Philly actually has a reason to play, which is... Yeah, but I mean, I, ready. like... <laughs> it, it's an odd line to me. All right, and then we have three games where the winner needs uh, to win to, uh, in the case of the Vikings, to uh, lock up the two seed, in the case of the uh, Patriots, to lock up the one seed, and in the case of Pittsburgh, to lock up the... A chance at the one seed if New England were to lose. So first, Chicago at Minnesota. Uh, Vikings by six and a half. Six and a half? Yeah. Okay, that's one of the worst guesses all year. I said 14. They're playing the Bears at home. Yeah, I forgot that they, the game still matters to them. Uh, I just said that. Then, yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, yeah so it, it's it's 12 is the line, which is way too low. The Vikings all right, so I was way that. off. Yeah, uh, New, the Jets at New England. Uh, New England by 11. Yeah, you're way too low on all these. I said 14 for this one again. This one is 16. 
I mean, there's no reason why Petty should play well because he's awful. Petty's like truly yeah. atrocious. But I, I just, I, I mean, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if the Jets are going to get blown out. All right. Well, Cleveland has more to play for than Chicago or the Jets because they don't want to go 0 16. So Cleveland at Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh has, you know, has the least to play for of these teams because, again, their only chance is if, if New England simultaneously loses to the Jets, which is never going to happen. Um, yeah, what's the question? Cleveland at Pittsburgh. What's the line? Uh, Pittsburgh by minus 12. 12. All right, you always get way too low on these big lines. I said 16 and a half. It's 15. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm way off today. Yeah, so not a, not a good start for Keaton in the uh, in the in the one o'clock games. You're you're 26 points off on just seven games. All right, let's move to the four o'clock games. So we'll start with the meaningless ones. Uh, as I said, Kansas City at Denver is meaningless because of the NFL stupid rules. Kansas City's locked into its seed. Uh, I'll still say Kansas City by five and a half in Denver. Okay, so I'm going to get this one. I said Denver by one and a half. It's Denver by three. Why? Like uh, Lynch stinks. Like Kansas City's backups are better than Denver. That doesn't make any sense. I don't. I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think Kansas City's backups are better than Denver. And I don't. Again, Denver favored by by three is. I mean, look, Denver's at home, so I don't know. It's like a you know they're like all right, these teams are about even if Kansas City's backups are playing. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't know. It's a yeah, it's a rough sledding for Keith at the moment. All right, another meaningless game is Arizona at Seattle. Seattle having eliminated themselves from the playoffs. Arizona at Seattle, I'm going with Seattle um, by 10. 10. All right. Uh, now you went too high. I said 9, and it's 8. I mean, Arizona was good last week, right? Well, they beat the Giants. Does that make you good? I don't know if that makes No, they good. shut them out, though, right? Yeah, We're but again, it's the Giants. So. <laughs> all right, and then because they shifted everything around, all the other remaining games at 4 o'clock mean something. So Cincinnati at Baltimore. Baltimore... They just have to lock up the five seed. If they were to lose, they could possibly not get the six seed. It's unlikely. Baltimore, basically, they get the five seed if they win or if uh, Tennessee and Buffalo lose. But if Tennessee and Buffalo win and Baltimore loses, they would drop to the six seed. Yeah, I don't know where to go with this. I'm going to say Baltimore by eight and a half. Baltimore by eight and a half. Are you going to beat me? I guessed seven because Cincy looked you know, good this past week, but uh, it's ten. So people do not believe in Cincy. No, I don't believe in Cincy. Yeah, I was wrong with that one. All right, uh, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans, they need to win. If they win, they win the division, and they will be James is, James. I mean, he fumbled 8 million times last game, but he's passing the ball well t- a couple weeks in a row. I'm going to say New Orleans by 7.5. Wow, you got the one exactly. I said 4. I was way off. Well, because I, I was going to say 7, and then I was thinking I kind of would bet the Saints at 7, and that's why I went 7.5. Yeah, I mean, Tampa's been pretty close in these games. Yeah, they've been competent. Cutter, it's his last last game, so you you don't want to go out losing 41-0. That's what I thought, but one of our Bucks fans on Twitter tweeted at me. They said he's not getting fired. That's insane. I mean, it's weird, like, to get fired after two years when your first year was, like, objectively good. But they just show no life. I I think that the reporters say that raised the expectations. Yeah. You know, you really need someone, like, you need someone to come in and save Winston. And, like, it's clearly not Cutter. I don't know if Winston yeah, is savable, but yeah, in New Orleans. No, I agree, way, but like unless you're getting rid of him, and it's very easy to say we want someone new. The Jay Cutler corollary, right? You, just, there's no one new to get. Now, this is one of those situations where because games are simultaneous, if Carolina were to lose, or if Carolina mm-hmm. is losing, let's say, to Atlanta yeah. in the second half badly, and the Rams are winning, 
by a lot of points against San Francisco. Yeah. Then if you're then if right then if you're the, then if you're New Orleans, you look up at the scoreboard and you see that you're basically going to be locked into the four seed because of those two results. Maybe you pull Drew Brees halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, that's possible. You might. I don't think you pull everyone, but you might pull Brees. Yeah. So that's the kind of reason why I think seven and a half is a lot. They have something to play for, but it's only if again it's. Only I know, but it's a very Rams specific thing. Like, all right, early they're getting blown out, and it's early enough that you can make a decision like that. Yeah, but it's it's part of that and the fact that Tampa's been playing better and it's in Tampa and yeah, Dirk Cutter's last game and whatever. All right, so I was wrong on that one. Okay, so Carolina at Atlanta, clearly the game of the day. Atlanta again, they win and they're in. If they lose, then they would need Seattle to lose, which is unlikely. And Carolina still has a shot at a bye. For Carolina to get a bye, they need to win. They need New Orleans to lose. They need the Vikings to lose, and they need the Rams to lose. So unlikely, but possible. But they can still again, they get the division if they win and New Orleans loses, and. Um, Otherwise, they'll be the five seed. If, if, uh, but anyway, um, so what's your what's your guess here for uh, Carolina at Atlanta? Carolina at Atlanta. I'm going with Atlanta by three and a half. Okay, wow, you got another one right on the nose. Explain that one to me. Atlanta's better than Carolina. That's not what we've seen the last few weeks. I mean, Atlanta's a good home team. Are they? Uh, I mean, they they lost Cam at home Newton to the Vikings. Hundred yards passing. At the end they of lost the game at home to the week. Vikings. They lost, which is fine. They lost at home to the Dolphins. They lost at home to the Bills. Good home team. I don't know about that. Okay. Yeah, agree I agree. Disagree. Know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, on paper, Atlanta's a better team than Carolina. I agree. But based on how they've played in the last, you know, many weeks. Oh, by the way, we forgot to pick winners and losers. Well, we'll do that afterwards. Let's just finish these lines. All right. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Again, Jacksonville now locked into the three seed. Tennessee, they win and they are in mm-hmm. for the uh, final playoff spot. Uh, if they if they lose. They would still make it at 8-8 eight and eight if the Chargers and the Bills both lost. But uh, assuming that the Chargers or the Bills will win, Tennessee, basically, they win and they're in. Um, and if they win, by the game? way, that means... So, so here's the interesting... This game is in Tennessee, but here's the interesting thing. If Jacksonville wins this game, yeah. then the two, steam, the two teams stay there and play in the same place the next week. Yeah, we've seen that a couple times recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Tennessee... I'm going to say pick them. You're going to say pick them. All right, you're going to get this. I was off probably more than I've ever been off on a game. I said Tennessee by five. They're at home. They have something to play for. Jacksonville is locked in. Jacksonville has nothing to play for. Jacksonville cannot move up. They cannot move down. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's favored by three and a half. I mean, it's just no respect for Tennessee there. Oh, I agree. Tennessee's been garbage. But, I mean, Tennessee was – they were a play away from beating San Francisco. They were a play away from beating the Rams. I mean, they're yeah. not good, but they haven't been terrible. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, so you are coming back, by the way. Now it's eight to six. You made a nice little run here. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been eight and a half points off on a game. So, all right. So the Rams hosting San Francisco again, one of the better games of the week. San Francisco on a four-game winning streak, and the Rams still with something to play for. They've won their division, but they could be the three seed or the four seed. So this is tough. I'm going to say Rams by seven. Rams by seven. All right. Uh, so we're going to tie on this one. It's oh no 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 no. You get this one. It's Rams by five and a half. I said eight and yeah. a half. I'm in the wrong direction. I mean. The, are the Niners one of the 12 best teams? I In my power rankings, I moved them all up to 14 this week, which is crazy. Okay. But I mean, obviously, they're they're better than Tennessee and Indy, who they just beat pretty easily, right? They, I mean, ten, it's easily. They beat Tennessee in the last play of the game at home. Right. I wouldn't call that easily. Okay. But, I mean, they put up 44 on Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo So, I mean, they're, they're a playoff team in the AFC. Obviously, not a playoff team in the NFC. Yes. Yeah, I agree. The way that they're playing now, yeah. 
Um, all right. So, yeah. Okay. So now it's eight to seven. We got two games left, Keeve. You are so many more points off, but if you get these last two, you would win. And I, I guess the wrong team on one of these, I was way off on these two games. So you got a real chance. Oakland at the Chargers. The Chargers, I made this prediction a couple weeks ago, and I'm sticking by it. I think the Chargers will – actually, now I won't because Jacksonville's locked in. But if Jacksonville wasn't if Jacksonville wasn't locked in, the Chargers would have made the playoffs. The problem is now the Chargers need to win and they need Tennessee to lose. Oakland at the Chargers. Yeah. Um, so this is a similar situation. The Chargers have a lot to play for. Yeah. But if they look up at the scoreboard and Jacksonville's resting everybody and Tennessee's up 30-3. to three, Right. Yeah, I'm going to say the Chargers by seven. Oh, we got it on the nose. Keeve, what an epic comeback here. Oh, wow. Yeah, very exciting for you. But after last night's uh, Eagles over Raiders win, do you know the NFC yeah. went 41-23 and 23 against the AFC this year? Wow, 41-23. Is that yeah. the biggest uh, difference it's we've got, seen? It's got to be up, up there all time. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, the AFC is, is two teams in garbage. Yeah, it's re- I mean, there's really no third good team. Like, to me, the third best team is the Chiefs, but they stink. The and by Ravens, the way, of those two good teams... Uh, the Pittsburgh lost to Chicago, so they lost at least one NFC game that I can think of off the top of my head, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, Chicago uh, yeah. swept. Chicago swept AFC North. Yeah, which is incredible. <laughs> Chicago um, swept all the. You know, it's funny. You made you made that bet months ago where you picked five teams to win the Super Bowl, and I took the field. And three of your five teams are eliminated. You know, you took the Packers, the Broncos, and the Raiders, but you're still in good shape because you have Pittsburgh and New England. So you almost certainly will have. One of the teams in the Super Bowl, and quite likely, you know, a, a team that will not be an underdog by more than two or three points at max at the Super Bowl, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, I would say probably the favorite. I would say New England or Pittsburgh would probably be favored over any NFC team. Uh, I I would agree, but you know, if God forbid one like a, a Chiefs type team or the Ravens slip into the AFC Championship game and somehow win, like Brady gets hurt, you know, they're so going to lose know, by thirty the, in the in the play. There's always that the bet. There's that NFC versus AFC Super Bowl bet blind. You want to guess what the line is on that right now? That's interesting. The, lo- the spread would be, uh, I'm going to say NFC by five. No, it can't be because everyone's assuming it's the Patriots. I'm going to say it's a pick em. Yeah, the problem is I can't find it. Um... <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to find this line. If somebody finds it, tweet it at us. I would guess that it would be AFC by two and a half. Mm-hmm. Because again, I think it's going to be New England or Pittsburgh, and I think either one is favored. So, all right, but let, let's let's get done with the drama. It's eight to eight. We got one last game here. Keeve, you have a chance to get a second consecutive win to uh, finish the uh, regular season. Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo, just as a reminder, Miami obviously nothing to play for. Buffalo will make the playoffs if they win, if Baltimore loses, and if Tennessee loses. Or, excuse me, that's how they get the five seed. They will get the six seed if they win. And Tennessee loses and the Chargers lose. So to make the playoffs, they need to win. They need Tennessee to lose. And they need either Baltimore or the Chargers to lose. Mm-hmm. What's your guess? I'm deciding between seven and seven and a half. I'm going to say Buffalo minus seven. Buffalo minus seven in Miami. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is going to be really close. I said Miami by one and a half. The line is Buffalo by two and a half. So I am four points off. You are... Four, four and, a and a half points yeah, off. Oh, it. Keeve, you blew it by half a point. Oh, that's way too low. Buffalo <laughs> trying, Miami not trying. Uh, that's I thought Miami would be true. favored. Oh, Miami trying, Miami not trying. What's the difference? Jay Cutler's never trying. That's true. <laughs> wow. So I was 42 points off, which is the worst I think I've ever been. Uh, Keeve, you, uh, I sneak by you by half a point. But again, we will defer to the Bill sale lines. So uh, I'm up right now 9-8, to eight, but there's a chance that Keeve could turn it around as he did last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, stay tuned to the Facebook group where I will post that.
All right. Uh, now we got to quickly pick our winners and losers because we forgot to do that. So uh, let's just run through the easy ones. Uh, tell me if you disagree with any of these, okay? Uh, Detroit's going to beat Green Bay. Indy's going to beat Houston. Yeah. Minnesota beats the Bears. New England beats the Jets. Washington beats the Giants. Uh, Pittsburgh beats Cleveland. Dallas, Philly. Uh, that's a tough one. Who are you going to pick? Uh, Dallas. Oh, I am too. I'm surprised. You thought Philly would be favored by three. But it would be very Cowboys-like to only win when it's meaningless. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. So no disagreement. And then Cowboys there. fans will be whining, oh, if we had only made the playoffs, we would have made the Super Yeah. And Keith, remember, I'm up six to five with five ties, so you need to win this week. So we if we if we agree with everything, then it's uh then then I uh clinch the regular season championship here. All right, Carolina at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What's your who's your winner? Uh Atlanta. Yeah, I agree with you. Kansas City at Denver. I'm gonna pick Denver. Kansas City. Yeah, I figured you thought they'd be favored by five and a half. I just Denver, you know, it's hard to know what to predict because their offense can either look terrible or passable. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, it's it's like is Osweiler slash Simeon whoever they're playing is he going to have an abysmal week or not? You never really know. But all right, right, Jacksonville at Tennessee. I want Tennessee to lose. I want there to be chaos for that last playoff spot. But I think Jacksonville's. I think Tennessee's going to win. Jacksonville's nothing to play for. Yeah. And yet they're favored by three and a half. So what do I know? Uh, I got Jacksonville. All right. So all right. So that's another disagreement there. Um, all right, San Francisco at the Rams. Any any way you want to take the Niners? San Francisco, uh, no, not, yeah. we're getting too crazy there. I like the right. Ra- Niners against almost anybody, but not against the Rams. Buffalo at Miami. Miami with nothing to play for. I think they're going to beat the Bills. No, Buffalo's winning. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. but uh. <laughs> Because I, th- it needs to come down to the McDermott-Nathan uh, Peterman decision. Like, that needs yeah. to end, end up affecting the play. Well, that, that, that would be true anyway, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if, I mean if, if they had won that game, I think they would have clinched already. Yeah. Right, because they would be a game up on the Chargers. They'd have the tiebreaker on the Chargers. They have the t- yeah. Well, I'd have to double check this, but I think. All right, Oakland at the Chargers. Chargers going to win, obviously. Arizona at Seattle. Seattle's going to win. Cincinnati yep. at Baltimore. Baltimore's going to win. Yep. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Again, there's a scenario where New Orleans has nothing to play for. Yeah, I still like New Orleans. Half. Yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, so we got three disagreements, which means unless there's a tie, we will guaranteed to uh, not have a tie amongst ourselves. So week seventeen, get it while it's hot. Time to talk base. Uh, time to talk television or what? Yeah, let's talk TV. Let's do our top tens. A lot of people sent them. I just tweeted it during the show. Got a bunch more. Um, uh, let's start with your top ten. Or how about like uh, just miss the list? It's really hard. It used to be really easy to keep track. Like some of these shows, like you forget ever existed, and you watch them in February, and like they're not coming back till twenty twenty. Well, there's so many platforms also. Yeah. It's like, all right, what are all the shows on HBO? What are all the shows on NBC? Oh, yeah, I forgot this website that has one show that I watch. Right, right. When we, like, yeah, I like I, I like a certain show that's on, uh, you know, it's you could only get it on uh, Reddit, but you have to, like, know the password. <laughs> I, I to, to me, like, when we did the top 100 greatest shows of all time, like, I, I went to ABC, NBC, CBS, yeah. Fox, like, all Same. those channels. Like, yeah. all right, let's see what shows I've seen. HBO, Comedy Central, yeah. FX, like, exactly. now it's just too hard. Impossible. That can't be done. You gotta you gotta keep track of what you're watching in real time, which I don't do. I should do. I don't. Do. Alan Sepp, and it's surprising you don't. Alan Seppenwall's site does like uh, all the critics send in top ten lists. Yeah, and like seventy different shows got mentioned. I think 145 of you included top ten news shows that they did, and like I have shows that didn't get named by anybody. Seventy? Like yeah, that's low. I would have guessed way more than that. Yeah, I think there's usually more, and and there's maybe there's more consensus at the top. But like 145 shows, and I I named I'm going to name a couple shows that did not get mentioned by one person of those 145. 
I would just... guess that my top three are not mentioned. Well, one of my top three is for sure not mentioned by anybody, I would say. Is there a person on earth who like watched all 145 of those shows? Oh, for sure. For sure. You, there's someone who's like regularly watching, keeping up with like 200 shows because you have to account for like a lot of shows that didn't make that list. There's someone who's wa- keeping track with every single show. That's impossible. There's like yeah, over there 500. Is. The year I was in YU, I watched every single thing that was on TV. Now, yeah, there, were there was 40 channels, things on way, TV, yeah. and now, now there's 500. What, a, what yeah. an argument. Yeah, there's a couple I, of shows okay. that didn't make my list that are on Netflix that I haven't had the chance to watch or finish. Shot in the Dark is um, it's a show about like uh, paparazzi, but for, for like newscasts. Like, they take pictures of you know uh, uh, car crashes and speed high-speed chases, and so it follows them. Um, and it's like pretty, it's pretty, it's a lot like the movie, um, what was that movie with that's exactly like this, but it was fictional. This is what I want to understand. You're currently talking about shows that you're not watching that aren't on your list. No, no, I'm talking about a show that I started that would maybe make my list, but I didn't finish it. So I'm not going to put it on my list. Okay. So anyway, like there's a scene at the end of the first episode where, uh, like the 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 cameraman basically has to make a decision like should I film or save a guy's life and you have like incredible footage of it it's unbelievable basically a guy gets t-boned I'm I'll tell you what happened just because nobody's gonna watch it otherwise um he's a car stalled so he's just taking footage probably won't sell to like they you know they they sort of freelance and sell them to like Fox and CBS like all the local news shows are you talking so about Grizzly gets- Man when you're talking about the movie wasn't that the one where the guy got eaten at the end of the movie. Grizzly Man, that was that documentary where the guy got eaten by a bear. Yeah, but I, but I'm talking about the same. It's the same story, just fake about a guy who chases around. Oh, I thought you were talking about a movie where, like, a documentary where you have to decide, and the guy with the camera gets killed. So, <laughs> all, right. all right, I'm not so, paying attention. So, uh, stop his, talking about a show you're not even watching. It's listen, boring. so his light. I am watching. I just didn't finish. His lights. Okay, so listen, his lights go out. This is incredible. So he he oh, stalled God. on the highway in L.A. at like three in the morning. His lights go out, so now you can't see him. So now, like, within 30 seconds, a car just hits him. And it's like, and now you realize, like, oh, my God. Like, this guy is going to die on the highway. Like, he just got spun out. His car, his car's lights are off, so nobody can see him. So now he's going to get hit by every single car that comes. And then another car swipes him. And then a third car hits him, and, like, the, and his car goes, gets up in flames. And so now the cameraman has to, like, run across the whole highway, risking his own life, to get this guy out of the car. It's amazing. It's, you know, even if you don't watch the whole show, just watch that as... Very compelling. All right, so yeah, give me your I, I, just missed. Uh, listen, people will like it. You're, you right, you didn't understand. We're going to discuss shows we haven't watched yet. I haven't seen The Crown yet this season. Last year was on my list, and it quite likely might be on my list, but I haven't seen it yet. So, okay. Are we discussing shows? We're discussing shows we don't watch, right? No, all right. Now we can go into shows we do watch. Okay. So you want me to tell you shows that aren't on my list? Okay. Uh, in order from worst to best, I'm Dying Up Here, which is uh, basically like vinyl. Any These show are shows the out of your top ten. Yes. These are shows okay. not in my top ten. Okay. Last week tonight, it's a good show, just too much Trump makes me depressed. Uh, Nathan, for you, very, uh, very inconsistent uh, final season, but uh, tip of my cap, obviously a phenomenal show. Nobody knows that Ro- it's a final season. Okay, well, most likely. Roast Battle, uh, it was last January, you know, we, we were really into it then, but it's uh, hard to, to remember exactly what happened. It doesn't exactly seem like it's happened. coming back. I searched the other day. There's no news of it coming back. Jeff Ross is, yeah, roasting like, like things now, like walls and borders, and mm-hmm. yeah, he's off to other things. Uh, Atlanta. Very overrated show, but still a good show. Better Call Saul, similar. Uh, you know, the the problem with Better Call Saul is that the Michael McKean character I just find so distasteful I can't stand his scenes. 
And also, there's no drama about any of the main characters getting in trouble, getting killed, getting arrested, because you know we know that they're all in the in you know in the show to follow Breaking Bad. Uh, You're the worst is number seventeen. Do you watch You're the Worst? I saw the first season. I stopped watching it. Yeah, a lot of critics really like it. It's it's very dark and depressing, but it's it's funny. Uh, all right, The Deuce is obviously right up my alley. Mm-hmm. It's on HBO, of course. I'm an uh, obviously because you're David like Simon. a big fan of prostitution. What does that mean? <laughs> no, because it's David Simon and HBO. Okay, all right. I, Nobody I, knew you. I, I walked into that one. I will admit that. Uh, number fifteen. These shows that come out in January, by the way, huge disadvantage in these rankings because like you forget that it was even. In oh, 2017. totally. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Oscars. But it's it, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Number fifteen on my list. Uh, you know. Still good, not a, not nearly what it was at its apex, uh, sort of like Curb in that regard, but it's still good. Number 14, Broad City, not one of their better seasons, but, uh, you know, had its moments. Number 13, Brockmire, uh, uh, you know, not much to it. It's sort of a simple show, but I'm a big fan. You're a big fan, I assume, right? I like Brockmire. It's also outside my top 10, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 12 is Archer, you know, just keeps pumping out year after year excellence, and I think probably should have been my top 10. I don't know how it just missed. And number 11, just, just missing, is Master of None. Much like Archer, Archer belongs in the top 10. Uh, probably a little bit overrated because, you know, everybody slurps those season sorry. And uh, also, who knows when that's coming back? I don't think it is. Ever? Okay. Well, what's, well, what did not make your list? Uh, just missed for me. I have um, High Maintenance, a show that you really liked when it was a web series that did a few episodes yeah. this year that was good. Yeah. I think that's coming back soon. Yeah. Uh, Search Party, the first season on TBS, was really good. I have not finished the second season yet. Um, so more more shows you haven't seen. We're discussing. Got it. All or well, no. Well, I think one season was this year, and the second season I haven't watched it. But the first season was still this year. Uh, oh, I see. I okay, think. Fine. I think Except the first season was in January. Oh. Um, All or Nothing on Amazon. Uh, the first few episodes were very similar to the Hard Knocks, but the episode where Jeff Fisher gets fired is incredible television. I don't think I've actually seen that, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, you should watch the just the. I saw the where... car- I saw the Cardinal season. Yeah, well, they so make the, the Rams playoffs. were on Hard Knocks, and then they run another show six months. Yeah, later. so it, it, the first couple episodes are very similar to Hard Knocks, you know. But then just watch the episode where Fisher gets fired. That's great. All right, like, you can see we him get fired for one second you again. See Jeff Fisher I get just fired. Fo- I just found out last night that the Bears are considering hiring Jeff Fisher. Can't be. That it's the most insane thing I've ever heard. I mean, let me put it this way: uh, the Bears are in the Vikings division. That that would be even greater than the, than the Tigers hiring Ron Garden higher in terms of one of your divisional opponents deciding that they don't want to compete for the next few years. Mm, that's a relatable thing that everyone gets. Your, your Unbelievable! Je- How is Jeff Fisher going to get a job? Like, <laughs> you know what it is? He he's he's I, I people do this all the time in politics and all sorts of things where they start campaigning for a job. It's oh, like, did you see? He's responsible for the Rams. He says <laughs> he is responsible for the Rams. It's yeah. like it's like uh, you know when if my wife kicks me out and then and then like uh, you know I I take responsibility for like her her kids with her second husband because <laughs> it's like I laid the groundwork in the house. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I mean Fisher it'll be hilarious. Fisher brings so much comedy that no no other coach brings that uh, you know you almost I I'm wishing he gets fired certainly by a team that's not mine. Like my biggest nightmare in life is the Jets <laughs> firing Todd Bowles who's incompetent. And yeah. hiring Jeff Fisher, who was literally asleep in his last coaching job. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's hard to understand. Um, all right, what else? What else is uh, on your also receiving votes? All right, also receiving votes. A uh, curb shockingly did not make the top ten for me. Wow! If you had told me beforehand, I wouldn't have believed you. I would say I would put yeah. it at like eleven. Yeah, but um, it's a, it's a big upset. Uh, South Park had one of its better seasons in years. Doesn't crack the top ten, but was still pretty good. Um, Sir Robert does not crack my top 10 for the first time in a while this year. 
Um, uh, the last season of Girls was good. I have Roast Battle and I have Brockmire outside my top ten. Oh, I forgot about Girls. I forgot about Girls, but it wouldn't be in my list. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's on number ten on your list? Uh, number ten for me is Game of Thrones. You like it better than I do. Uh, wasn't it the well, best I mean, season? Well, I, I, I had tons and tons of issues with this season. Right. But I'm sure um, they're all nerdy issues, though. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm looking at some of our listeners' lists, and uh, Brendan Fitzpatrick, I think it was him, or maybe it's Wiesel. I'm not sure how I'm doing this now. He wrote about the Deuce. I binged this all in one night. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made in regards to a TV show. Like, I like the Deuce, but you, watching that show in one night, I mean, that's like a, that's a rough night. <laughs> First of all, isn't it a one-hour show? Yeah, that's also like 12 hours. That's a long night. It's a rough yeah, night. Yeah, like there's, there's no work time. the next day type of night. Yeah, uh, that, um, yeah, not not watching three kids the next day, that's for sure. Okay, so you are um, – that's your number 10. Uh, am, I, am I – what are we doing? Are you just doing your 10 through 1 or how are we doing this? Um, just just to uh, – that was uh, Fitzy who, who binged it all in one night, not uh, Zach yeah. or Wazel because I sent you all yeah. your picks together. Yeah. Um, my number 9 – Get out of here, Noam. My number nine is uh, is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I feel oh, like it's had, you like it even more than I do. Yeah, it had its best year uh, in 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 a long time. Um, uh, can we discuss something related to uh, you know sort of this podcast for a second? Yeah, and I don't think it's coming back. Always sunny very, anytime soon. I think they'll probably well, do another oh, oh, season. Oh, I think they're coming back in January, aren't they? No, uh, they don't have what's his name, and I think they're going to wait for him. I oh, mean, they Rob got Ac- Kaylin yeah. Olson on yeah, a network on a TV show. show that's a full time job. Yeah, with Seth Meyers. Yeah, and yeah. Um, What I was going to say is, uh, speaking of, well, speaking of people named Rob, Superfan Robbie, I think we have to strip that title from him. Yeah, he's fired. He's fired as a Superfan. His his excuse for his sort of disappearance from from this podcast, from my fantasy league, from everything is that he was so demoralized by the Michigan bad football season. So, like, Michigan lost a couple games this year, and that ruined his life, basically? (laughs) I can respect that. Uh, You know, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) It's basically the explanation that he gave. So all right, so you got um okay. So what you have? Uh, what's next on your list? Uh, number no, wait. I, are we are we doing ten, 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 or like ten, ten, oh. nine, nine? Okay, fine. So ten for me is curb. Okay, L- like you, if you had told me before the season it would be only ten, I would have punched you in the head. But uh, you know, it, it's still the worst. Curb is still great TV. Number nine for me. You said you're nine already, right? Yeah, I said my it's nine. It's sunny. It's nine is sunny for you. Nine for me is Veep. I've always thought Veep is overrated. And I think it probably still is a little bit overrated. Like it's not, it's not like the best show on on TV, and it, like it automatically wins every single comedy Emmy every year. And Julia Louis Dreyfus sweeps, and that's all ridiculous. Even though her son's on Northwestern and has good tweets, but um, whatever. It was a good season for Veep, and it's a really good show. And some other shows, like Curb, for example, had down seasons, and so Veep is number nine on my list. Well, Veep is finishing up its next season, uh, and I did not watch the last season, but people really think it slipped. Oh, so the season that I like the most, people think slipped. All right, got it. <laughs> Okay, what's uh, number eight? Eight for well, I'll say my eight first. Eight is BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I got BoJack coming later. I have love oh. uh, a, a little loved show, but I have a lot of uh, love in my heart for that Netflix show. It's actually having its third and final season in a couple months. Of course, I love um, uh, my boy Mike the Spoonman Mitchell from Doughboys is on that yeah. show. But the Paul Paul Rust and Gillian Jacobs uh, love story is really one of the better ones on television right now. The um, only person of all our listeners who sent a list who put love on their list was Amir Bednarsh, and Amir had it at number 28, which means Amir's list was very long. So. You know, we should have gotten a list from Benny, uh, Benny who, who I don't think listens, but he, uh, he sent us like a 200-show rankings in September, and we said, like, do you want to come on and do 
the ranking. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to have him on, and we forgot he, about that. He only, this is a very Chester idea. He is still no, the old it's not. school. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he is still the old school style where the TV season starts in September. So he'll only do rankings from September 2016 through August 2017 or September 2017 through August yeah. 2018. Yeah. So he's off. By the way, I would say that although he's obviously wrong because that's not how the world works anymore. Yeah. If you're discussing like 2017 SNL, for example, are you saying basically half of this season, half of last yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. With doing- the with the network shows, which I will do that with a show soon. Like you have to give it a little here, a little there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. What's number seven on your list? I mean, luckily most network shows don't make these top ten lists. My number yeah, seven tell your is kids to shut up. Tell your kids to shut up. By the way. Hold on. If you're not making noise, why can I hear you? All right, I guess Kiva has headphones, so the kid can't hear me. That is the kid, I believe, who my son, when he met him about uh, three months ago at a park, declared that he was my son's best friend after like 30 seconds. <laughs> and then uh, this son of Akiva's Noam, uh, my son, proceeded to go uh, get into his uh, stroller and take a nap. And Noam, Akiva's son, my son's new best friend, Stood outside the stroller and talked to my son for like half an hour as my son slept. So uh, Noam had a good old time with my son as well. Are you telling a story that we already told on the podcast once? What was I supposed to do? You like disappeared for a minute. Sorry, so. you told me to, to quiet. He came in and was coloring. I felt bad, but he was singing. It was annoying. Yeah, I know. I, I heard you. It sounded like you were beating him or something. Well, he lost the key. There's like a physical key to my my office, and he lost it. Wait, why did he have your key in the first well, place? Well, he took it out of the door, and he like hit it somewhere, and I don't uh, know where it is. He lost my house time. key also. Um, you gotta get one of those apps. Yeah. All right. So at seven, I've mastered none. Sort of like the sister show to love, but the more popular, more famous show. I yeah. thought great, great season with some real classic episodes. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. It's Aziz is going the Louis C.K. route where he's like a tour who's not going to make a movie. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't sake. mean it in the bad way. I mean like he's going to do whatever he wants, and oh, you mean he'll probably sell like a show on his website press. or a movie on his website. He's going to do things much differently than anybody else does just to be like trendy well louis ck also does things differently than anybody else so all right what's number six on your list uh number six i have uh, a show that definitely didn't make anybody's top 10 that's the chris gethard show it's a talk show it switched yeah. channels yeah you talk about this every year this year and uh it's really good and you should check it out all right okay number seven on my list will not be in anybody's list it is a youtube uh it's not even a specific show on YouTube. It's just a YouTube member. The, the SB Nation YouTube channel. All right, I think Akiva's yelling at his children or slamming doors or, or spanking somebody. Akiva, you back? You yeah, back Chart Party. You picked Chart Party? Well, it's not just Chart Party, though. I mean, Chart Party obviously is the creme de la creme of the SB Nation YouTube channel. Yeah. But they have so many others. They have one called First. Where they do like the first of something, the first ever like Monday Night Football game, the first ever NFL draft. So it's not just John Boy's stuff. It's not just John Boyce. It's the same concept, and John Boyce has turned me on to it because it's some of it's. It's also very irreverent, sort of sarcastic, very similar concepts um, as Chart Party. So that's first, which is a great one. Then there's also the worst, which is a similar thing, like the worst, you know, Christmas NBA game ever, the worst, you know, Monday Night Football game ever, the worst bowl game ever. So there's a whole bunch of uh, SB Nation sort of uh, themed shows on YouTube. Chart Party, obviously, the creme de la creme. How do you compare this to these to these you know network television shows? It's hard to do, but I get so much enjoyment. Shark Party, you know, is is last year uh, with the uh, Scorigami single handedly might have uh, 
had the best episode of any TV show of the year. And this year, Chart Party wasn't as good, but there's all these other shows that are really uh, carrying the ball forward. So Yeah, I thought the Browns one was actually disappointing. The last one he did this year wasn't so great. Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of ground being broken in that episode. The most value, and also I don't, I don't buy his stupid argument, and we've discussed this before, that for convenience, when people say the Browns are a new team, that they didn't exist for fifty years before they went away. Well, well, hold on. From a historical perspective, the Browns are the continuance of the Browns. That is correct. What he meant, in which he is correct about, is that from a practical perspective, they are a new team. They are an expansion. Sure, but that's not really new owner, new front office. No, but what he, what he, but that's what he meant. In other words, this franchise, this entity, this business entity, is a new entity that has been terrible and has been garbage. Mm -hmm. They can connect themselves historically to a better entity. But the Baltimore Ravens' performance more closely mirrors the, the the Cleveland Browns' history in like the fifties and sixties, you know, than the current Browns do. But anyway, our number six on my list. Uh, everybody's gonna make fun of me, of course, but it's uh, our future president. Uh, the show that he is currently starring on, Ballers. There's nothing deep about the show. It's popcorn, but it's you know it's good popcorn. Um, yeah, I don't like it, but uh, you know I do you, like you the Rock, even though you, I've never you, seen a Rock you, you TV hate, show. Or movie. Yeah, you you hate the Rock and you hate football, so yeah, obviously you don't like it. That's fair. Yeah, by the way, it's funny that the, the, the cowboy, the Jerry Jones of the show, who was like, it's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and he's like the biggest, most powerful owner in the league. So it's Jerry Jones, if they give him a different name, and he's played by Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Uh, they called him on the show for the first few episodes, Boss Man, like as a title. Yeah. And at a certain point, they just decided, you know what, his name is actually going to be B-O-S-S-M-A-N. His name is Boss Man on the show. I mean, they like retconned it, to be fair. Um, the movie I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about that stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, that's very similar to the Netflix TV show that I no. that I mentioned before is was called Nightcrawler. Okay. So the movie Nightcrawler was very similar to the TV show Shot in the Dark. All right, keep going. All right. Well, that's uh, my number six. What's your number six? Uh, my number six, I said, was Chris Gethard's show. My number five oh, is yeah, yeah. Okay. is uh, is a rare network show on my list. NBC's The Good Place. The season finale was great and really set up an amazing second season of uh, totally changing the story. Won't say anything more than that, but. The entire show changes in uh, the season one finale. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think everybody knows what you're talking about. But, yeah, The Good Place, uh, critics seem to really like it. Sort of the, the world in which we run, people really like it. I know Brandon Fitzpatrick. Now, you don't, like the, you don't like the Ken Tremendous shows. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so here's the thing. You don't like Parks I and watched... Recreation. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on. Okay, Park, season one of Parks and Rec sucked. What's a so better bad. show, Parks and Rec or The Office? This gets baited every day on Twitter. The answer, the correct answer is The Office. Mm. However, mm. No, no, objectively, that is the case. However, The Office has, has the, seasons that you would rather eat a bullet than watch again. Okay, the so James the Spader problem. stuff, the Jim Carrey episode, like okay. there are so okay. many episodes of The Office. <laughs> if I said, like, okay. let's do an Office yeah, rewatch James podcast, Spader. you would actually you commit suicide. No, you'd have to stop it with a couple seasons to go. I agree. You'd die. You would, you would, you would okay. rat like that's how bad This it is. is the same argument that you gave for why you ranked The Simpsons so low on your all-time TV rankings, which you now acknowledge was an error. About okay? Big error. One of, one of the great mistakes of my life. The first four or five seasons of The so Office. not finding someone to kill me this week. Yeah. The first four or five seasons of The Office is an all-time show. Because it was sort of so long ago in sort of the way that TV moves in terms of TV history, the way things go so quickly, it's become forgotten. And so people are like, oh, yeah, Parks and Rec. First of all, 30 Rock, as I've always said, 30 Rock was way better than Parks and Rec. So that's for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, 30 Rock doesn't have the lows of the beginning of Parks and Rec or the end of The Office. That's for sure. Yeah, 30 Rock was like was very well, it's good. Funnier, 30 Rock cuz 30 Rock is 30 Rock was w had better more and better jokes. Yes. But I'll as a show where Schmidt, you care about the characters. Parks, yeah. 
you might care well, more about Jim and Pam. I don't know how much. You're, you... you're all. Hold on a second. Your all-time favorite show is Seinfeld. We're not supposed to care. Remember, no lessons, no caring. Mm-hmm. I don't watch TV to care. If I cared, I'd watch my kids. <laughs> um, so here's my thing. I think The Office is a better show. I think that because it came on sort of a couple years before Parks and Rec. Yeah. By the way, by the time Parks and Rec was in its prime. The office either A sucked or B was off the air, and so people remember and think back like, oh yeah, Parks Rec is better. But that's 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 the memory playing tricks on them. So that's my take. Yeah, no, I think I think uh Parks and Rec it will hold up better historically. And the office yeah, coming anyway. back is gonna ruin the legacy. Any show that comes back, it just ruins their legacy. Oh, I didn't know it's coming back even. Oh, the office is coming back soon, yeah. I mean they with, haven't with, cast with it yet, but it'll be back on by like oh. September, I think. With the same cast? No well not with Corel. I'm sure with some of the people, yes, and oh. some like a new oh. boss. So it's like a spin off sort of. Yeah, sort of. Um, so here, here's what I would say. I do like Kent Tremendous. I like everything he does. Um, although, you know, I criticize him from, on Twitter from time to time because he's too much. He did something like, which really annoyed me this week. So there was a, an obviously joke tweet where Tammy Laren was blaming uh, Barack Obama for inventing Festivus. Yeah, I like that people, people say Christmas. her name wrong to bother her, but it's really Tommy. Oh. But you said okay, it wrong because you're dumb. That's okay. Oh yeah. Well, no, because I'm just because I'm trying to pretend that I'm not like a huge fan of hers. Right. 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 But secretly, <laughs> right. yes, of course. <laughs> so, so that was an obvious fake tweet by like Seinfeld 2000 or whatever. Like, there's no way that she said that. But Seinfeld, here's the deal: uh, if you're dumb enough yeah. that people will believe that like uh, Barack Obama created Festivus to destroy Christmas or whatever that that said, like she's dumb enough to have to have tweeted that. Like she happened not to have tweeted it, but like if it's believable, that's your fault fault for being so stupid, you know? Well, but so but that's my point. So Ken Tremendous immediately retweeted it and complained about how like what's wrong with the world look how dumb these people are and i'm like and to me it was like it was a funny joke but obviously fake and if you're believing that even for an instant that means you are so brainwashed to want to believe the worst possible thing of your political opponents and i sort of like kent Menace is no different than these trump supporters i'm sorry like to believe that is stupidity like believing obama's a muslim or born in kenya like you're just dumb if you believe that and then he sort of laughed it off huh well things have been so crazy in 2017 that that's believable no that's not believable that's only believable if you're such a partisan that like you only assume the worst of your enemies like tammy laren is an awful person with awful takes who believes stupid things she doesn't claim and if she did if she had tweeted that by the way she would have been doing it to troll them like as a joke because she's a seinfeld fan isn't she no, she's an idiot. Like, I don't think she has the, but, the ability to But every to idiot, people. I mean, every time the New York Times profiles a neo-Nazi, they always point out that they're a Seinfeld fan. It's like, it's like, your, it's like your credibility to show that you're no. a normal person. You have to say that. All right. Let's, let's get out of this. Uh, yeah, let's get out of this. That's all right. All right. So I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I don't know. My oh, number, tremendous. What's your number okay, five? Okay, hold on. So par- Parks and Rec, I hated the season one. I quit it. When I heard season two, three were better, I ended up coming back and getting back into it. The Good Place, season one was really bad, so I quit it. I've heard it's better, and if it continues to get better after a year or two, I'll, you know, I'll catch up. But All right, that's I'm fair. out on The Good Place for now. Okay, my number five, Silicon Valley. Every year I have it above Veep, and uh, yeah. no different this year. Great show. Uh, does TJ Miller ruining the show, leaving the show, forgetting about what happened this week, ruin it for you? No, because he was leaving anyway. No, but or, I'm saying, if- like, will that, but he was on last season, he's not going to be on the next season. It's going to oh. be worse. Without him. Now, I've always well, been... The show's lucky that they wrote him off, by the way. ...virulently anti-T.J. Miller. I think he is, like, obnoxious and not funny, and, like, like a, he's playing character, but he's also a jerk in real life, so he's not really playing character. Well, he was basically playing himself, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I like, I was never interested in that, because I don't like him. Yeah, but everybody else on the show is good. Mm-hmm. You know, the main guy, Thomas Middleditch, whatever his name is, he's in yeah, way I like too many him. Verizon I like commercials. Him. Too many Verizon commercials, though. Uh, you it's know, Kamel Nanjiani, obviously. He's, uh, you know, everybody likes Kamel Nanjiani, so. 
Okay, um, my number four is review. I discussed it in our when we talked TV in June, but they only did three episodes. It was like three episodes. I'm sorry. Yeah, they only yeah. did three episodes, but it still wraps up one of the great TV shows in, of all time. So I have no problem putting review of four. What's your number four? My four is Fargo. Every year, one of the best shows on TV. Why? Well, but uh, Fargo, I think critically has slipped. Like it was not in the Steppenwolf top ten at all. Like the overall top ten, it really tanked this year supposedly. Oh, uh, I don't know. Amir had it on his list, so I know uh, Jim Crumley had it number two on his list, and Brendan Fitzpatrick had it number three on his list, so uh, I have it number four on my list. Okay. All right, number three for me is a show that I really, really, really loved. I, I just thought it was delightful. I don't even know if it's coming back or not. I think it probably will. Big Mouth on Netflix. Yeah, people like Big Mouth. I have not gotten around to watch it. There's, Netflix has a lot of stuff, and like that kind of comes out of nowhere. It's just like yeah. on, and you're like, when did they start with this? Like, no yeah, publicity exactly. or anything. Uh, but people love Big Mouth. Um I think Josh Cantor submitted a list of one, which was Big Mouth. Okay. Yeah, I think Big Mouth will definitely come back because it seemed like it was a really here's, big Here's the thing what I really liked about Big Mouth. So when the movie Superbad came out, the reason I thought it was so delightful is because, like, I, I tried to explain to my wife and, you know, before that to a couple of girlfriends, like, like the mind of a teenage boy. And I, I think women can never understand how, like, deeply depraved we really are. Like, our hormonal hormonal boys between the ages of, like, 12 and, like, 16. Mm-hmm. And Super Superbad was and a you're movie saying really we in the present tense, like, you're still like this. <laughs> No, but I'm just saying, like, well, well, now I've warned my wife. I've said to her, like, we have three boys. Like, our house is going to be, like, a disgusting place. Oh, like, it's going to be horrible. Yeah, I would leave. Like, I told, like, <laughs> I don't know how gross we want to get here, but, like, every surface will be covered in semen. Like, that's just what happens when you oh, have, like. Boy. No, yeah. Oh, I don't know how many gross we want to get here, but let's, let's get gross. <laughs> let's get gross. Exactly. So, so Big Mouth was like that, except that, um, I think it was more sort of gender. It was more egalitarian. Big Mouth also had uh, female-centric shows, uh, which uh, episodes with Jesse Klein. I'm a big fan of Jesse Klein, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't like Big Mouth as much as I think I would have if I would have seen it ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Because I'm like far enough out of that age range where now I'm like a little bit like, ugh, like my kids are gonna be like this soon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody involved I like Nick Kroll, obviously John, uh, Mulaney. So I'm a big fan of Big Mouth. I have a number three on my list. Okay, uh, my number two, you you had right outside your list, which was Nathan for you. I agree that the season was weaker than the previous seasons, but Finding Francis is still like an epic work that like historians would talk about many, I mean, for many years. You're like the kind of person who used Derek Jeter gold gloves because he was good ten years ago. No, Nathan for you still had really good episodes. the The episode where with the smoke detector was really funny. Like they there yeah, were one review. or two weaker episodes that then from any other season. But yeah, in review with its three episodes, number four on your list. Listen, I'm all about quality, not quantity, except for eating. Where no, just you're giving quantity. awards based on what happened years ago. All right, okay, whatever. All right, so that's number two on your list. Number two on my list, Billions. I, I said that uh, I, before I refer to ballers as popcorn. Billions is like is like an ice cream sundae. Like, it's not a steak. It's nobody's favorite food. But it's it, like there's nothing better than an ice cream sundae once in a while. And Billions, it's so ju- it's so just like yummy and sweet and hilarious. Uh, I laugh harder in Billions than any other show on TV. Paul Giamatti, I love him. I know you hate him, but I love everything he does. Um, the Brody, the redheaded guy, what's his name? The other guy in Billions. Uh, the guy from Homeland? Yeah, the guy from Homeland. I hated him on Homeland. I love him on Billions. He's such a jackass. Um, Axe. I just, I don't know. I love everything about Billions. It's such a great show, and I enjoy it so much. So it's number two on my list. And number one sort of gets the spot by default, but but Billions really, I would say, is uh, gets the MVP for best show of the year for me. Okay. Wait, and so, my number one, yeah, nothing to say, Game of Thrones, I hated the season, I had a lot of issues with it, but the fact that I'm so invested in the show emotionally and I get so worked up about it. And, and you I'm listen so to 15 with podcasts it. about it, yeah. Well, not this year, this year I stopped, li- I only listened to like one or two because I was so mad with the season. But, oh, wow. You know, 
it's one of those situations, and I'm embarrassed to say this because like it's a TV show, and it, in the grand scheme of life, it really doesn't matter. But if I was like dying of cancer and I like had the access, I would try and find out. Well, just tell me what happens before I go. So, yeah, I mean, I've said that before I, about when I was like sick during Lost. I I was gonna like, yeah. <laughs> you know ask Damon Carlton what's yeah. gonna happen. So. So Game of Thrones, uh, you get it because I. Cause it's sort of like I love you, but uh, uh, you weren't as good as Billions this year. Okay, and my number What's one, number one uh, you know my number one, right? Let's see. What, what is it? Why I, I tweeted it the second I watched it. I said, this was the best show I watched this year. That's American oh, Vandal. I, to me, yeah. it was the most original. Oh, I totally it was funny. forgot about that. It was interesting. It was great. Uh, you had some, it, a bit, there was a big argument in the Facebook group because you pointed out what you called like a massive plot hole that everyone just dunked on you and said was not a plot hole. Uh, no, it was, they were throwing. It was like the slam dunk contest practice, and like you were under the basket, and people were just throwing down on you for like a half hour. No, like nobody made a single one. valid point. Yeah, oh, people sure. They go, like, oh, "Why do you care sure. about this?" Okay, T. W. Junior. No, it's okay. I shouldn't care about this. I totally forgot about American Vandal. It's, it's, it's a miniseries more than a TV show. If we're including miniseries, there was. A great I mean, it's a TV movie. show. There was like ten episodes or eight episodes, and it's coming back for season two. That's what they call a TV show. Oh, it is coming out for season two? Yeah. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Okay, fine. All right, so I'll step back then. Because uh, I was going to say, there was a great miniseries, uh, also, anything said in the 70s I will like, about uh, like uh, British terrorism in, in the 70s with Idris Elba. Yeah. What was it called? I don't remember, but I really, really like that show. Uh, the, by the way, there's one more it. show on Netflix that I, I wish I had time to see in time for this, but I'm not going to until post-bot mitzvah. And that's a show called Dark, which is a German show, which I assume has subtitles. That has like some time travel thing that people are really raving about this week. That sounds amazing. Dark? It's called Dark. D-A-R-K, yeah. Oh. Gorilla, by the way. Gorilla was the name of the Showtime show. Oh, the Idris Elba so, show. Okay. I've seen there's so John, many shows. Like, John, John Ridley, Idris Elba. Yeah. Like even if like even if your job is to watch TV shows, like you haven't seen some of this stuff because there's just so much. Let's run down some of the listeners. I've gotten like a dozen tweets since we started. Uh, why don't you okay. start? Just don't give everyone's top ten list. Just pick out I'm their number ask one. About shows. There's a show called the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes. I've never heard of the show. It's a ABC new show. Has it number... Okay. Who has it? A.B. Sun has it number four. Okay. Amir has it on his list. And uh, Yoni Wiesel has it number eight. Yeah. Like uh, and uh, other, I see at least one person in my – yeah, I see Pia has it number six. Gwen Bakes the Cake has it number four. It's it's the Gilmore Girls creators made a made a show about some like Jewish lady. I don't know anything more about it. Oh, well, you hate Jews, so – I like the Gilmore Girls, though. Um, yeah, so like just give me guys. give me the number one or the most interesting thing from any of the lists you see. Ma- Maximilian has The Leftovers at number one, a show I've never heard of at number six called Godless. Never uh, heard Amir of it. Amir also has The Leftovers at number one. Gwen has uh, Mr. Robot at number one. Ozark, which people really liked. We didn't mention that at number two. Uh, Alex Wilpon, see, some people didn't put in numbers, so I assume when she has The Leftovers, that's number one. A show I've never heard of called Younger. At number 10. A lot of stuff I've never heard of. A lot of people put Mindhunter on their list. I see Pia has Mindhunter at number two. Um, I've never, I've, I have I don't know what it's about. I think it's a Netflix show. Do you know what Mindhunter is? Uh, Brendan Fitzpatrick has it as his number one show of the year. Yeah, I don't he know says, what it's the about. The show surprised me the most. I had no expectations for going in. Wiesel also has it on his list at number six. I never heard of it. Yeah. Kemper Boyd has Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as one behind, behind of, ahead of the Americans in The Good Place. Playing House, which I think just ended, was in, which is a USA show, also in the top ten. Um, if I had like forty-eight hours in the day, I do think I'd watch more TV. But some of these shows I would still never get to. Uh, yeah. Dominic Malpetti still has uh, he has Mindhunter at one, a show called Legion at four, and he has Dark, which we just discussed at number five. Uh, the great JDS Johnny has um, This Is Us, which he loves at number one, and he yeah. also has uh, Life in Pieces at number five. I don't know what that is. 
Uh, I don't know what that is. Either. He also has MacGyver at number eight. Big MacGyver guy, Johnny. Any other lists you want to read? Um, so, uh, A.B. Sutton still likes Orange is the New Black. He has it at number seven. A lot of people have Stranger Things. Uh, you never watch Stranger Things, is that correct? I've never seen it, no. I, I think I'd probably like it, but I'm not going to get to watch it. I really liked season one, um, but I did not like it enough to want to see season two, especially when the reviews were a little bit mixed. So, uh, Jim Crumley agrees with me about Game of Thrones. Not the best season, but, you know, still still Game of Thrones. Uh, he has Late Night with Seth Meyers, number eight. He says it takes the place of The Daily Show and The Colbert Report for me. I hear that. Just the idea. I, I can't wa- Again, I can't watch a new show every day. It gets me too bummed out. Oh, Brendan Fitzpatrick with a show I totally forgot about and I probably would put on my list. The Young Pope at number nine. The Young Pope? Did you watch The Young Pope? No, I did not see it. Yeah. Uh, well, of course I did because it was on HBO. I really like The Young Pope. He also has Sneaky Pete, which I thought you loved Sneaky Pete. I probably would, but I've never seen it. Yeah. Wiesel's number one show of the year, Rick and Morty. I know it's like an animated show. I don't know. It's, in my head, it's Ren and Stimpy. I don't know what it is. Okay. But I have heard. Uh, do you know anything about Rick and Morty? Yeah, I, people really like it, and they had a Cetuans yeah. thing, it's, and people got really mad. It's in the ether. Zach Brooks uh, trying to take like the nerd throne. He says he has Australian Survivor <laughs> number four on his well, list. Well, a lot of people like like people liked it. I don't watch wait, Australian wait, wait, Survivor. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, now I just realized I just walked into it. Does he mean the American show Survivor is taking place in Australia? No, the Australian version of the American show yes, Survivor. Yes, okay, that's what I thought he meant. Okay, so then how are you defending that? I understand you live in Survivor nerd world, but that's a ridiculous thing. To well, here's the thing. These people, I mean, I, I myself, I like the show Survivor, but I don't watch the foreign hold versions. On, hold on, hold on. It gets where Zach Brooks has it number four on his list, and he says the only reason it's not higher is that I have six episodes left. Yeah, <laughs> so by the way, he had a tweet. Him or somebody else had a tweet this week, which was like, episodes 21 and 22 get really good. How many episodes? Like the regular American Survivors, thirteen episodes for the whole season. So we might be European talking. Shows only have six episodes each. We, yeah, we might Australia be talking thirty episode seasons yeah. for Australian Survivor. Yeah. And like, I think there's episodes where they don't vote anyone out, which has never happened on on American Survivor. I don't watch it, um, but it's in English. I get why. I get why. Uh, I I made a joke on a podcast uh, with Rob once that like my favorite Survivor was Bulgarian Survivor. And someone wrote in his group the next day, he's like, does anybody have a link to it? Akiva said it's great. <laughs> By the way, Zach Brooks also has House of Cards on his list. Uh, he says, the show isn't great, but I just really support Kevin Spacey's extracurricular activities. So, All right. Anybody else? Any other lists? Um, a lot of people had The Handmaid's Tale, obviously. Uh, we don't watch that, but any thoughts on that show? Uh, no, I would never watch it. It's, I'm, I'm not a Hulu guy. Yeah, um... Yeah, you're really tied on to networks. Yeah. And then uh, be- I, I care about corporations, is- but like I'm not fans yeah. of certain corporations. Better Things is Amir's number three show of the year. That's the Pamela Adlon show. That's yeah, like yeah. I, you know, I watched season one. Season. I didn't see season two. I do think it's a little creepy now with Louie, uh, but I did like season one. It's supposedly season two got a million times better. Oh, so maybe I should watch it. And then yeah. Amir also has Big Little Lies number four. My wife really liked that show. Yeah, that's, that, yeah I mean, I'm sure that's good, but it's another show I'll never get around to watching. Uh, Amir's trying to win the Woke Awards with his shows. Yeah, what I mean, uh, what what else does he have? No, I, no he's picked them because he likes them. Okay. But yeah, he has a he has a very egalitarian list. Uh, what else is that? It? Yeah, I think that's it. I think we're good. Uh, next week, send in your um, worst people in sports media because I think we'll do our we'll we'll do a, a draft or or ranking of the worst ten people in sports media. Are we eligible for that list? <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, hopefully, one day we will be, but I don't think we're uh, we're relevant. Enough, yeah. <laughs> that's but yeah, send me to. send me your uh, your nominees for that, and we'll 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 do that next week and. We'll, we're going to talk playoffs, and I'll be done with this bat mitzvah. Hopefully, I'll still be alive. My wife won't, won't have killed me, which I believe she did. Hopefully, that's recorded, but I believe she did say she would do that at some point during this podcast. She came into my room and threatened my life. Um, 
All right, we're good. No, do you want to um, say, I have my son on my lap because she just left in the middle of the show. Do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Do you want to tell everyone what you, what's happening on Friday night? What? What's this week? My birthday. Yeah, what are you doing on your birthday? Making a cake. You're making a cake? What kind of cake? Hold on a second. His sister is stealing his birthday for her bat mitzvah? Yeah, his, they're, well, they're, my kids have like similar birthdays, so they're, it's yeah. the same weekend. So his. Wait, can we can we keep on, on theme here? Noam, what's your favorite show? What's your favorite TV show? Chester wants to know what your favorite TV show is. Bubble. Bubble what? Bubble. That's not a show. What's your favorite TV show? Bubble it is a show. Uh, what about Ben no, and Holly? No, um, do, do, you, do you like PJ Mask? You like PJ Mask? Ben and Holly is Bubble. Ben and Hob. Ben and Ho- oh, no. Uh, Paw Patrol is your favorite right now, right? Uh-huh. He just got light up Paw Patrol sneakers this week. Oh, my son has light up PJ Mask sneakers. His Wait, favorite. Does he not like PJ Mask? No, do you remember your best? Do you remember your best friend Eras? Do you remember Chester's son? You remember you played with him in the park? Yeah. What did he say? That his favorite show was PJ Mask. You his friend? His favorite show is PJ Mask. Do you want to watch Eras' favorite show? Okay. Um, They they have it in Hebrew. Noam's favorite thing is uh, Minion. Is the Minion movies? That's really his. Oh yeah, my my kids are obsessed. My kids are obsessed with Minion. He's a big Minion guy, and he's a big Paw Patrol guy. He also does not watch a lot of TV during the school year. The summary was. Yeah, um, other listeners under the age of six send in your TV lists so we can uh, update sure. those as well. Yeah. Who's our youngest listener? I don't know, Max the Millennial? Yeah, but he's like 18 or 19 now. Yeah, I don't know. If you are a listener of this podcast and you are not old enough to vote, let us know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this sounds creepy, by the way. <laughs> Let's end it now. Bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.